Welcome to another episode of the Business Hour. This week I've got a special guest, Roger Grant. I've known Roger f- since 2008, so it's like 11 years. Um, we worked in the call centre at Optus together and Roger took off to pursue his own dreams. He's got an interesting story about how he beat the 9-5 rat race and started his own business and chased his own dreams. And I hope you get something out of it. So I'd like to welcome Roger Grant. Yes, how are we doing, man? How are you? Can you um, tell the guys that are watching a little bit about your background before you started the business? Um, I guess my background is I kind of started in corporate. So that's obviously where I met you in 2008. Um, was working at Optus, started as a sales rep, so just selling mobile phones, you know, selling internet, all that, you know, broadband type stuff. And then I kind of progressed from there and, you know, did quite well, won a few awards, went to um, Paysetters, which is the top 20 nationally out of quite a few consultants. So I was lucky enough to do that two years in a row. And um, from there, I moved on to management, um, started managing my own team, got a few awards here as well. Team did quite well. And um, I guess for me, I was always a pretty active guy from, you know, breakdancing when I was younger. Did a little bit of lifting, um, did soccer, basketball. Always, I guess I was kind of destined for what I'm doing now. Um, at 16, started lifting weights and training the boys. You know, everyone would come and train with me because I guess I kind of learned from all the, the guys in the gym. I was always, I guess, open to take on information and try and, I guess, learn from different people. So I guess that kind of kind of pushed me into training my friends and, you know, getting good results for them as well, getting them stronger and started boxing later on and um, had my first fight, I think, 2009 or so. And, you know, for me, it was just a natural progression. In 2010, I left Optus. I'd had enough of the corporate world and I wanted to take on something a bit more, you know, a bit different from just waking up and going to the nine to five job. I've always been pretty motivated and self-driven. So after leaving Optus in 2011, I kind of took on full time. I had four weeks annual leave and I was going to run out of money. So, you know, studying my course online and became qualified as a trainer while I was still at Optus. So I knew from, you know, December or January in 2011, I was going to be ready to take on, I guess, the next adventure. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So you went six years with a salary set like you know obviously your salary increase but yeah. it was a set income every week yeah something's coming into your yeah. bank account yeah and then you went from that to pretty much zero when you started yeah. your own business right yeah correct well you know what at the end of the day i did have a bit of a, a little thing going with um i was doing two classes a week uh, sorry one class a week at the time so you know there wasn't much income there so it was on a tuesday night i was doing it with my with my trainer um, you know, we just work it out and, you know, get people there. I do all the promoting, so it was very, very good, I guess, at marketing and getting people to come in and buy into the idea of exercise and well-being. But after four weeks of leaving Optus, I knew I'm going to have to start making money. And being from a, a sales background, I just knew I had to get out there and make it happen. I had a three-month career break from Optus, which was you know, a good advantage. I knew after three months, worst case scenario, I could always return to the corporate world, which I had no intentions at all of doing that. But, 
you know, in a bit of research that I was doing, I was going around to different venues and checking out just to see what the competitors are doing with their boxing and how much they're charging for group classes. And my uncle was training at Harper's um, that was in Brighton. And I went down just to do a bit of a session there, get a bit of a workout. And I spoke to Michael, who was one of the directors or owners there. And he was like, we'll be happy to take you on. I had no client base, just had nothing. So, you know, four weeks in, obviously I was going to run out of money. So I had to get on the ground and start moving. And then, yeah, three months went on, started growing clients, get one client, two clients, three clients, referrals before I knew it. Um, I had enough money coming in to kind of support me kind of going forward. So I think there's two things that what you just said that's interesting yeah. of where, where I'm sitting. That's um, one, because I know that you started as a mobile business yeah, and you seized the opportunities that were put in front of you to go into a studio that was, that was established and yeah. take that opportunity on. So I want you to talk a little bit about the opportunities that you were presented and how you capitalized on, on that. In regards to that question, obviously, given that I was going to be going into that industry anyway, I had no idea where I was going to work. So my plan or the business plan was to have fit to box operate in, you know, a hundred different places, have different classes, one on a Monday, one on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever, but I was going to be in different locations. Um, Given that when I went into that studio, the setup and how they ran their classes and their business was quite quite good. I liked the setup and I was able to grow my personal journey and grow my PT service as well as do my own classes. So they allowed me to do that. So I guess in regards to answering your question, I had the Tuesday nights in South Melbourne and then I was doing full-time PT. Early mornings, I was mobile. Sometimes I'm in the city training someone. So... I was open to take on and do 6 a.m. or 5.30 starts every day if I had to, to grow the business. So I was open to going wherever the business went. And, uh, yeah. You did whatever it, I whatever did. it took. Whatever it took. Exactly right. And, you know, at the start, obviously, I came from a weightlifting background as well. So I had a lot of people contacting me for, for weights and lifting. And then I also had people contacting me for boxing because I, I was boxing at the time as well, but I wasn't boxing as much you know but from there I found that I was spending less time in the weight section with Harper's obviously they had a weight section there and they had the boxing at the back I'd do half an hour in the ring holding pads half an hour someone else will come in I'm lifting weights or getting someone to lift weights so there was there was no real focus with yeah. what I was doing I was just kind of like I'm new to this I know I, I can do boxing I can do you know weightlifting, I can do everything. Let's just try and capitalize on whatever comes in at the time. Yeah. I know you were nervous when you were signing your lease at the gym where you are now. Yeah. Like, what did it take? What was the factor that said, I'm going to do it? Like, what pushed you over the edge? Um, I'll be honest, like, same as leaving Optus, these are big moves, they're big decisions, and it's a, you know, it's a commitment. So, you know, a lot of people get a bit nervous about, you know, sleepless nights. But for me, sleepless nights is where I do my best work, you know. So, you know, I sit there and I think about it and I'm like, okay, so if I'm committed to doing it, I've got to give it 110%. You know, I get a lot of people approaching me to take something on, um, whether it's a sponsorship with something or whatever it is, yeah, like be an ambassador for anything. I always say, unless I can give it 100%, 
I'm not going to do it. So, you know, if you're afraid to kind of make that step, obviously, you know, if you've got mortgage and stuff like that, you don't want to put yourself in debt and lose your house. But, you know, at the same time, you don't be afraid to, I guess, take risks. And, you know, if you give 110% and everything you're doing is towards that goal, and you're working towards that goal, eventually you're going to, you know, you're going to make it. And for me, it was just like, we're taking on a new studio, like leaving Optus. It was just another hat over the fence moment. Like, I've thrown the hat. I've got to find a way to make it happen. And that's just how I live my life, really. There are a lot of gyms in Melbourne. There's one on every corner. Yeah. Like, what makes... How do you go from strength to strength that a lot of people are finding it hard to attract members? That's an interesting question because I've, I've thought about this a lot. And I guess my studio, I just try and keep it... You know, it's a studio vibe. And I've said to myself, if it outgrows me where there's too many people in there that I, I actually don't know everyone's name and I can't really stay in touch with that, then, you know, that, that just kills it for me, yeah? So I guess in terms of being competitive, it's just having that, that personal touch and just I'm always there, you know. I love being there. Even when I'm training for fights and I've got a week off PT and doing groups, I'm still in the gym at night just to hang out and, spend time with people so this you know becomes like my family and you know the people in the gym are, are family to me so I, I love what i do and you know a lot of people are worrying about what other people are doing what other people are charging you know i just focus on you know just doing it the best thing i can and do, doing it the best way that i can and you know become the competition you know there's gyms everywhere i'm not worried about what's around the corner you know and where do you see yourself like what are the plans for the next few years well, interestingly, on Facebook, a memory just came up. So I think it was two years ago that we opened a gym. Or two years ago, I launched a special where I was doing a, um, a two-week free for the gym because we literally just opened. It was from July 11th until July 31st. So, yeah. you know, it's interesting that we're having this conversation today because the next journey for Fit to Box is actually morning. So we're going to be doing 6 a.m., which is something we've never done before. I'm excited and looking forward to it, but it's going to be 6 a.m. Monday to Friday for 45 minutes. But I'm also doing two and a half weeks free. So it's now starting the 15th instead of the 11th. So two years ago was the, the 11th, and now we're going for the 15th. So the next step for, for the gym is to open up and make it available for people that can't train at night and want to train early morning. So, yeah. But that's... That's also going to take a toll in terms of long hours for you as the owner, right? Yeah, well, the thing is, like, you know, fits or box is not just me, you know. Um, there's a lot of support around the trainers in the gym as well. So we've got five or six trainers. We've got Adam. We've just got a new girl, Janelle. We've got John T. Um, we've got Campbell. Obviously got myself. We've got Will. Um, we've got Jordan, who's 17. So we've got a good support of people. So there's going to be different people doing each class. And I think that's what makes the gym a little bit different as well. Is, you know, you get in on a Monday, you train with Campbell. You get in on a Tuesday, you train with Adam. You get in Wednesday, it's me. Thursday, someone else. We try and mix it up because it doesn't matter what you do, you can't change yourself. So if I was doing every class every day, I can change the program, but, you know, you can't change your head, so... At the end of the day, it's still going to be the same sort of class, but just the same, same, but a little bit different. But we want to try and make it as different as possible. And I know, because we've done a lot of work with you for the last couple of years, Yeah, those guys have been with you for a long time. Yes. How do you, 
I know PTs jump gym to gym like on a weekly basis. How do yeah. you how do you how do you hit those guys? The thing is, man, there's we don't really have any sort of agreement or contracts in place. Um, for for my gym, I just try and keep a good vibe where people people love being there. You know, like I love being there. The trainers love being there. It's a fair system. I don't try and make money from the trainers. It's a system where you know they pay for what they do, and you know I'm not charging them 450 or 350 rent per week when they're doing 15 or 20 clients. So they pay as they go, and they bring people in the gym. They love what they do, and quite a few of them are active fighters as well so you know this is the the side thing that they do so they can fight um in terms of keeping them there um that's their choice man they just it just works the only thing i can say to anyone is you know if you if you want to do something like with anything in life you obviously you set goals and if you do i guess small little steps towards that goal eventually you're going to get there you know that's 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 a fact like you know, you apply 100% to anything in your life, you get results, you know. I'm obviously competitive with boxing as well. Sometimes you give 100 or 110%, you don't get the results. So what are you going to do with setbacks? You know, how are you going to handle rejections? You know, what are you going to do to improve on your current situation? And I guess with fit to box um, I'm constantly looking for, for ways to grow the business. But like I said, you know, people have month by month, People have 12 months, people have six months. You know, we just, we want to have a vibe where people, people want to be there. A lot of gyms, you see people roll up with their headphones, you know, they're kind of just, they're forced to be there. They don't want to be there, but they're forced to be there. Yeah. I have, honestly, I have let, let people out of a six or 12 months before because they're like, I'm done. It's like, okay, cool. Well, we don't want to force you to come in, you know? So, yeah. You touched on it before. How do you, how do you deal with setbacks, especially whether it's in your boxing or business-wise, whatever it is? Um, to be honest, man, life is, is a challenge in terms of, you know, there's always going to be stuff that's outside your control, um, whether it be in business or sport or relationships or whatever. There's always going to be setbacks. It's about how you handle them and focus on what's in your control, you know. So I can't, foc- I can't change the fact that you know, you know, say if you get a, a comp- competition, you're going to get the result that you wanted. What do you do then? Get back in the gym, work harder, you know, improve. You've got to focus on improving and just keep changing the game for yourself. And, um, yeah, that's, that's my take on that. And I do the same thing in, I guess, the gym as well. So, you know, if something doesn't work, it's constantly changing. If something doesn't work and you do a promo and nothing responds from it, you change it and do something else. You know, you can't, you can't hold on to it. You, you know, it's not an impact on, on yourself. You can't take it personally. You just got to learn from other people and just keep, keep improving. Thanks for having me on board. And, you know, we've known each other for a while and Charles does good work with all my, I guess, my digital marketing and my website and all that stuff. So I need to pay him for this. No, this is legit. <laughs> If you need need video or whatever, these guys are the best in the game. So, you know, that's why I choose you guys to do my work. You're on time, you know, you're efficient and it's you know, it's always a good good vibes, my friend. Uh, I'd like to thank Roger for being a guest on the show this for this episode. Uh, and we'll be back with another episode shortly. Skittle up.